We made this, Bondi. We made it. We made it. We made it. We're here. We're here. I can't believe it. Man, Angelo Tarahuch. Saruchas. 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 Man, wow. It's going to get the beer, Sebastian. Man, man, you, you, you are right with a smile. You are right with an uh, expo, expo hat. hat. You, oh, you said that you... Uh, um, to me, to destabilize, to destabilize me. You know what I mean? Right. No, I, because I, first you're a superstar. It's my first international. I, I wouldn't say superstar, but I'll take it. I have no BS with this, everybody. No, no, take it. You don't. No, have no BS. But here's the thing. You work so hard. You're a nice guy. You, we, we were corresponding with Facebook. Yes. And on Instagram yes. and everything, and then yes, continue. You know, continue. being a Montrealer. Yes, uh, you are. I said I'm here. <laughs> uh, I said, can you come in? And I, I sent my wife and daughter shopping. The funny so I was like, I said, yeah, let, let's talk Let's talk comedy. And there, get that. The Expos. New Vantage. That's right. The funny part with that is uh, the owner, he opened for me the restaurant, okay? Because Yeah, we're here at Peroni Restaurant. Because he's closed now for the, for and the winter. Th- and I want to say a nice thank you to the people of Peroni. I heard the food's awesome. Tony, the owner. Tony, thanks, I Tony. I think he's going to come make a coffee to for us later. Oh, nice, nice. But, but my point is, <laughs> I always thought you will never come, okay, because you're a superstar. But the point is, when I during, during I put all the stuff, like somebody knocked in the door, and, and I remember the host said, don't open the door. But it was you. That's hilarious. <laughs> and you called me. So you're telling me. Oh, you're worried I'm not going to show up. I show up. I'm knocking on the door. Yeah. My daughter goes, Daddy, that guy won't open the door. <laughs> and you're looking over because it's hard to see anybody. Yes. And, then and I was like, like ooh, 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 the family that want to eat there. Yeah, I didn't want to eat We're looking for lasagna. Oh, my God. And you're there. So welcome, man. Uh, thanks to celebrate because, for uh, you know, you know, everything starts with a passion. Of course. Okay. Yeah. You start. You dream about that, and after that, you do it. Right. I want to do it properly. You know what I mean. Right. And you know, success now in general in 2019, 20, it's the the number, the number of subscriber, the number of you. But right. it's not true. The the success start with the guys like you who accept to come in a small podcast. You know what well, I mean? Like well, no matter because it, right. You know, I, my, my nephew, I said, uh, you're not a superstar. You don't have a, a, a lot of followers on Facebook. I said, what? You're eight years old. Why do you say that? You know what I mean? Eight years old and he knows. And you know everything. Yeah, exactly. But we are not like that. No. It's human being. That's right. You know and what I, I mean? I, well, I, look, look, Sebastian, the, the reality is you've been on big podcast, small podcast. doesn't matter because what happens, something that's, nothing starts big. Exactly. Except for you and me when we were born. <laughs> like we were born big. Yeah, but nine pounds. No, but the truth, <laughs> nine nine point eight pounds. Whoa, you beat me by by point eight ounces. Yeah. But the truth. Oh, I'm sorry. And I have a twin sister. And you have a twin sister yes. too. So you beat me actually. Yeah. <laughs> I have a twin rhinoceros, my brother. <laughs> no, but the, the the reality is, is that people always say, well, there's no such thing as big or small. Everything starts somewhere. And then what happens later, and this happens, this is a classical thing, and especially now, like if you go to comedy clubs or places, they're like, they want to see your Instagram followers, yeah. or they want to know your Twitter followers, yes. and I, you know, and yes, it is important, I think, to have that following, but at the same time... You have to be funny. You got to be funny. <laughs> yeah. So I can have, you know, 10 million Instagram followers. Yes. 
But if I suck, yes, then uh, or whoever the person is. But on the other hand, it's good that because what's happening now, I think a lot of clubs and venues yes. don't want to do that. We have, so you saw, look at today. I came here. You got this great setup for your podcast, but you had to set it up, talk to Tony, set it up, yes. get the battery, get the thing, get the guests, book you. Yeah, exactly. Book you. The light. And, the, I just go see the light and the sound now. You know right, when I right. go there now. Right. It's to be sure. <laughs> to because, be sure. Yeah, because that's, uh, you, you, you're you're nervous. I'm nervous. Scared. I have the timer here. Yeah, you know, good. everybody complains because. They, they, but but you're but this is what I'm trying to say. People, it's it's like anything now that you do. And the one thing I have, you know, being a Montrealer, you know, I was born in Montreal, and my, you know, I was born in Park X, and I lived here to a younger age, then I moved to Ottawa, then I came back, okay. and went back, right? But the thing is, uh, growing up with Greek immigrant, uh, the Moudze Grec, oh yeah? <laughs> Greek, you know, but the Greek, Im- Greek immigrant parents, the one, thing I, the one thing I did learn from my parents was, regardless of what you do, you gotta work. You a restaurant, uh, carpenter, uh, comedian. It does not matter. And, and I think the thing that a lot of people are missing nowadays: you need talent, you need some luck. Yes. But you gotta work. The work is the most important. And that's what thing. I like about you. So when you yes. said to me, "I see how hard you're putting up videos. I see how hard you're doing things. I admire that. So keep doing that." Thank and you. when you said to me. Angelo, I want you to come. I said, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going on that guy's podcast because I see how hard you're working and I admire that. And I think most comedians, actors, writers, singers, it's when they see somebody's passion okay. and enthusiasm, yes. they're, they want to be a part of that. Yeah. So just get, you're doing a good job. Oh, thank you. And it's fun <laughs> because the timing was like, I finished the year, I started the 2020 with you, man. That's Think fun. about that. Think about that. Bringing it in together. I know you don't come because you live with yourself <coughs> all the time. You know, uh, you know, you you don't watch yourself and say I'm super hot. You know, but me, I know you're hot. I know it. I'm grateful you've done it too. I don't know because listen, listen, come on. Nobody's gonna. Admit, I mean, I know, I know, I know. That. Have, we all have moments, but it's like I guess I don't. I, I'm I'm always looking. I appreciate that. I mean, you're proud of yourself. Yeah, I am. You proud? You proud of what you achieve? I am, but I think. Mo- what we forget, Sebastian, as performers, especially comedians, we're very self-deprecating. Oh, yes. So because I, if I said you suck, look, you will fight to prove you not <laughs> suck. I but if I suck. said you're amazing, so no, 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 I don't want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, okay, maybe a little bit. <laughs> no, but the truth, the truth, I think the matter is, <clears throat> regardless of where you go, uh, and I've been fortunate. I get to travel to Australia and England, and like you said, I Russell Peters. Russell Peters. I toured with Vince Vaughn Wild West tour. Wow. Oh, I, I think I saw the DVD. Yeah, what, they, they made a DVD. They made a DVD. Tony, hey, come Tony, on, Tony. Just up? say hello. You can, you, yes, the owner is gonna make our coffee. Oh, right, the, what right. Hey, Tony. Huh? Oh yeah, you want a regular coffee? Just regular yeah, coffee. Yeah, just regular coffee. Thanks, Hey, Bobby. <laughs> so the thing is, <clears throat> the thing is, is that uh, I've been fortunate to work with a lot of really great comedians. And living in L.A., you never know. Sometimes Dave Chappelle is on stage or Bill Burr or Dane Cook or mm-hmm. Russell or Hannibal Burris. I mean, <clears throat> there's so many great comedians, and I always like to watch them. I, it's funny because to watch comedians, what happens sometimes, you don't want to watch too much 
because it's sort of influ- it's an influence that you, and then and this is a problem sometimes with comedians is like you may think you have a great idea and then you realize later oh maybe it wasn't my idea but you it's something sticks in your head so yeah but I love to watch the different styles of comedians yes. and I'm, I'm sure like you because you know even all the years, even in Montreal, Montreal's produced such great comedians. Guys that I work with, like uh, Joey Elias. Shout out to Joey. Uh, Joey Elias, uh, David Acker. Shout out to David Acker. David Acker, who's the owner of the Comedy Nest. Uh, all those guys, Phil Shushat. Um, and you know, and, and <clears throat> my big break being in Montreal, and there's many more, by the way. <clears throat> there's uh, Winston Spear, all these other guys that were yeah. great for So let's go there. Let's let's start because this is my, my this isn't the my the reason why I do a podcast. Right. No matter where you are in your career, you need energy. You need story like we do. Right, right. To uh, recharge your battery. No matter where you are, because right. sometimes you you feel alone. You feel like empty many times. So it's why you you maybe you're gonna watch Joe Rogan. You're gonna you're gonna find a, a Mark Maron podcast, Barry Katz. You know what I mean? Right, right, to, right. To, just to. To uh, uh, realize that we are not alone in this sad journey. <laughs> right. Uh, when I'm on the road, I'll watch Coco Diaz. Okay. Oh yeah. Joey, uh, you know, uh, Joe Rogan's a favorite. Yeah. Mark Marin. Yeah. Uh, no BS with SB. No now. BS now no with choice. SB. I, now I'm on the, the one of the best podcasts in Canada. Now. Yes, exactly. But the thing, but this is good. Be, but this is good because I think, like you said, I think a lot of times for comedians were. Uh, this is good. We get to be together. We get to share stories. But I think also what happens, we're alone a lot. And that's where we go fucking crazy. Exactly. And you do go crazy. Like I can be, whether I'm working at a club weekend, whether I'm working on a cruise ship gig, whether I'm traveling oh, wow. overseas or whatever. You do that? You do I, do, I do cruises wow. too. But you, 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 are you clean? Well, you, you can do both. You, can, oh, you, you, you do like a family show. Okay. And then you do what they call late night comedy. So you can do both. <laughs> you can do both. Wow. Okay, let's let's start with Angelo, okay? okay. The young Angelo. When did you realize you need attention? I think, uh, like having, uh, like again, having parents who are working in the food business, okay. restaurant. You have sister, brother? I have a brother and a sister okay. here in Montreal. Okay. Mike and Tessia. Shout out. Uh, shout out, Mike and Tessia. And you know, we, we grew up, our parents were in the food business, so that mean they had to work a lot of hours. So we didn't get a lot of time, but I I remember, I think at a younger, younger age, uh, watching, and this is way back, I'm watching like Flip Wilson. Flip Wilson? Flip Wilson was a, uh, a black American comedian who was hilarious. And I saw him doing this uh, routine on TV. It was one of those old shows, uh, because I'm older than you, right? I'm 45. 45, oh, bang, you don't look it. You look good, kid. Oil of Olay. Oil of Olay. <laughs> so I'm not that much older. <laughs> you don't want to tell me, right? <laughs> 53. Whoa, anyway, uh, you said, yeah. Saint Antoine. Whoa. And, uh, and the, thing, the thing is this, is that, I think what happens is that I saw that and I was like, I love the idea, the the energy and the ability to make people laugh. There was such a powerful How thing. How old are you when you, you said that to yourself? Well, I was probably seven. So at seven years old, it's impossible and to... Seven uh, or eight years old. I saw it on TV. To, 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 so you already said, I could do that? Well, not so much I could do it. I think I was enamored by the fact that I was watching this and I thought it was so cool. 
I know, but that people they show the audience laughing, and then there's a guy laughing, you know. So then I started listening to albums. Okay. Wow, and my friend, I, I started listening to uh, old Rodney Dangerfield. Red oh, Fox. Rodney, I love him. Uh, you know, um, you have a great story with him, man. Uh. Yeah, really, yeah. Uh? Yeah, because he bombed until forty. Yeah, four forty-eight. Yeah, he changed his name. Yeah, and, and the rest and is the story. Rest history. They got no respect. Yeah, the respect. And, <laughs> and I work, you know, I work with a comedian. And uh, club owner Harry Basil, shout out to Harry Basil. A lot of shout out in, two th in uh, December 21. <laughs> Harry was uh, very close uh, with Rodney Dangerfield. And uh, Harry directed and wrote some movies with him, and he knew him very well. I only knew, I only knew Rodney as a fan. Well, you know? Okay, you never worked with him? I know. I never got a chance to work with him. You know, I would have loved to. But with Rodney, I think the thing is, is that he's. I thought it was that whole no respect, and I listened to Red Fox and Bill Cosby, uh, and so uh, you 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 asked your father, Jackie Mason, can you buy me some? Uh, yeah, like what I would do, I go there was an old record store, and I would go down, you know, and they had the the, the, the albums, and I just started buying comedy albums, which is strange for I was about about eight years old. About, uh, no, I say around okay. tenish. Okay, the years first old. time was seven years old, and after that you started. I think that's the first time I saw it. So you did not collect baseball cards. You collect. Uh, yeah, I would collect hockey cards. Okay. Sometimes I, I but, still I still like hockey, and I want I, I still liked everything a kid liked. Yes. But I was just enamored by comedy. Wow. And then the more I got into it, listening, I I would sit up at night, and my mom was like, "Turn it off." And I would listen to uh, low. I put up very low because then, then we had record players. Yes. Jackie Mason. Wow. And all these old uh, Rodney and all these old comics, and I just sit there listening to it. Wow! And I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And I and then after in high school, this is when I lived in Ottawa. I left Montreal and went to Ottawa, and my teenagers. And in high school, uh, they had a variety show. So at the variety show, I said I'm going to do a routine. So I didn't have much material then, so I made fun of everybody in the school that I was going to, you know, in class with. Phys ed class and uh, yeah, you were you, you like, like yeah. I said attention though. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, right. And then I would do a little bit of some of Rodney's jokes. Really? So, you know, you know. so you start to uh, like my, wow. my wife said take the garbage out. I said you cook, then you take it out. <laughs> like I love those. Yes. You know, but I, I just did it for variety show. I, I never. So you you always knew you're going to be a comedian. I think yeah. maybe at the time you didn't know. Well, the name was coming you know, but you know it was for you though. Well, in my high school yearbook, a friend of mine oh. in Ottawa said, I wrote in my high school yearbook, my ambition is to one day be a stand-up comedian. And You wrote that? Yeah, I did. And my, my friend said to me, 30, said to me. 30, 40 years later, he goes, out of everybody in school, in high, 17 years old, you said something you did. You're the only guy that I know that knew at seven, 16, 17 years old, and I knew I wanted to do this. And then I moved to Vancouver. There was a club then. There was only two clubs in Canada. Okay, let you fast. Okay, after after your school at 17, right. no college. No, I went. No, I no, that's not true. What I did was I went <clears throat> after I finished school. I worked for a year or two in Ottawa, and then so you I, moved from Montreal because you yeah, studied yeah, in Montreal. Yeah, that's right. I was in Montreal up till I was about. What uh, school you were? You went? Well, I went. I went. Uh, yeah, I went to uh, Ville d'Anjou, the Polyvalent d'Anjou. I live in Ville d'Anjou. Right. I left when I was little, so I was in Park X. Okay. 
And then uh, everybody was going to William Hingston okay. School. And then, but I left and gone to, I had gone to um, Ottawa. I, 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 I and, and no, no, I was much younger, around 10, 11 years old, 10 oh, years old, okay. oh, younger. Okay. So uh, I went younger, that's what, but my family's still here. Okay, why you move, why you move to Ottawa? Well, but my dad, I guess, my dad at the time had a business opportunity, and then we went to Ottawa, and then as I got older, then my dad hated Ottawa and stuff. They went to Greece and came back to Montreal. But I stayed in Ottawa. I met a woman, of course, so I always blame a woman. <laughs> and then I ended up staying in Ottawa, so that's, you know, just kind of doing that. Okay, so never, you never went on stage at the time? You just make no, people just, laugh? No, yeah, you're making them laugh. The only time I really went on stage was... No, 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 no just, I don't want to go there now because I want to be sure to understand. Ten years old, uh, ten and eleven, Montreal, yeah, Montreal. moved to Ottawa with yeah, your father, yeah, yeah. Stay there after because you meet a girl. Yeah. And now, why? Because you f you forgot that dream at the time, though. To 10 to 20, though. Yeah. You make people laugh, but you make didn't. Make them laugh. You know, it's, enough, then, it's the same thing to go on stage. Then at around, I'd say about 19, 18, 19 years old. Now, you gotta understand, there was no, there was no clubs exactly. yet. Exactly. So, <clears throat> I ended up going across the country in a 69 Pontiac Parisian convertible. So you, you decide to live your life like... Yeah, well, I did that old. too, man. You did the same 1994, thing? 1994, I took my thumbs. Yeah. And I did that. Oh, you did the hike? Uh, with my kid at Montreal, Vancouver. Really? Yes. And okay. I picked Sherry you know, on the tree. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just want to live because, you know, you need story, you need adventure. Right, right. To go on stage. No, no, you're right, and I, and I think that's, you do need the adventure, so I ended up going, we drove this car to Vancouver, and there was a club, at the time there was only two clubs in Canada. And you said who? Yuck Yucks in Toronto, guy? and the other one was called uh, Punchline Comedy Theater, in 21 Water Street, Vancouver, and the reason I went there is because I used to watch a show on TV called, uh, it was called the Don Heron Show. And then it was called, uh, what was the other guy there? Uh, he was married to um, Suzanne Summers. The, what the hell was the guy's Suzanne name? Uh, yeah, remember the actress? Na, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And her husband was had the show too. Anyways, th this show was in uh, in Vancouver and they used to feature comedians. Okay, so and, 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 you, 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 you take your Pontiac to go to Vancouver because they have two clubs there? The one club in Vancouver. But you go there for that? Yeah, I, I wanted to just go to Vancouver. But, okay, so did you did you know that before you when you arrived you realized that? Oh no, no, I knew I knew there was a club okay. there, and I knew I did some research. Okay, and no, and, no, 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 you did that. Yeah, yeah, I did some research. Yeah, I did some research. Impossible. No yeah, internet yeah, yeah, at yeah, the yeah, time, There's no internet, so you yeah. went to the library. Yeah, I, I, had to, I had to try to go figure. Because it out. I, I smell like this. You said impossible, man. There was no cell phones. No, nothing. You imagine, hey, let me ask you. Yes. Imagine driving across the country now with no what? cell phone? Exactly, just, We're uh, read, read, just, read, read, just read the card. We had no <laughs> cell phone. Nothing. We, we drove. No GPS. No GPS. Just like, hey, we're, I think we are lost. Take the paper. Yeah, the look big, the map. <laughs> big, big paper. It's, it's funny. funny you say that. And I'm like, people now, oh my God, I can't go from here to Bishop Street. What is the number? <laughs> I'm like, fuck, we went all yeah, the way across the country. You we are, we are so, I know, we're so stupid. Would you hitchhike now? No, never. Never. <laughs> I mean, I just, think about what you said. You hitchhike. Yes. I drove across. Yes. There's comedy right there. 
So you can, you can talk about hitchhiking across Canada to pick cherries in BC. Yeah. It's really cool. It's something you can tell your kids yeah. one day, whatever. Yeah. Like no. I drove across. It's funny. I haven't talked about the story in a long time. But we, the idea that there was no GPS, no cell phone. If you got lost, you're fucking lost. Okay, how do you get back? Well, ask the guy. Oh, I think you got to go on the one. <laughs> go over there to that one. Up there. Go there, go there, yes. and you're uh, It's uh, where the trees there. Yeah, yeah. We were going through the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> yes. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful, right? though. Oh. I, I think everybody should do it. Man. But I think now what's happening, now uh, we were just having uh, uh, breakfast with my family and my daughter. I mean, she's only seven. She's got the cell phone out. Oh, yeah. And I said to her, honey, you got to put the cell phone away. Yeah. She goes, I don't want to. I said, well, we're eating. Yeah. So it's it's amazing that we live in a time of transition. Oh yeah, we knew life without the internet. Yeah, and now we can't picture life without it. Man, me, it's one one of the thing I hate about that is I always have my phone in my hand all the time. I wrote right. a number about that. Like I'm in my, in my, in my bathroom. And I'm, why? Okay. Why in my phone in the bathroom? Can I just relax and right, see? Right, right, right. And you read the shampoo that I'm not. You know I know, I mean? but it's funny because I do it. Here's the deal. I've been in Montreal. So we came in, the, we were in Toronto. And funny, I'll tell you a funny story for this thing because it's the holidays. I'm in Toronto and I stayed at Russell's house because Russell was coming in with his family and my daughter plays with his daughter. And nobody knows this, but. I woke up at five in the morning and I heard what I thought were demons. I woke up, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He has this big house in Toronto. My wife was in the other room and I, it sounded like demons. And I'm like, what's going on, man? I don't understand. Anyways, Russell sleeps in, so we got up early, we left Toronto, we drove to Ottawa to see friends there, and then we came to Montreal. So the next night we're in Ottawa, Russell calls me and goes, hey, how you guys feeling? And I said, yeah, we're good. He goes, yeah, he goes, I was vomiting until five in the morning. Those were the demons I was hearing. Poor guy, they all got sick. Thanks for the Tony, thank you, Tony. And a biscotti, too. Biscotti, too. Is it fresh coffee, Bobby? Hey, thank you so much. Hey, happy new year, my friend. Merci, eh? Look at that, the big star I see in at the Peroni. Let me take the truck. Yeah, yo, you want to take the truck? Oh, yeah, take it, take it. I come back, I come back later for the champagne. Oh, oh, drink, champagne. Drink champagne. This is podcast Montreal Italian style. Yes. <laughs> the one thing about the Italians is that their hospitality, oh, especially man. in Montreal. Yes. The Tony shows up. We got coffee. That's we it. got biscotti. Yes. We got waters. So make sure if you have we a have, we have a setup special Look at occasion, that. come to Peroni. Yeah. I love you, Bobby. But the, so uh, so so what happened? Russell calls me up and says. How you feeling, man? I go, oh, we're fine. <laughs> you know, because we were friends. He goes, no, I got, I, I got norovirus, which is like gastro. It's okay. called a gastrovirus, they call it in Quebec. Okay. And now what happened, we go to our friends, everything's fine. And then I go to go back to the hotel in Ottawa. As soon as I open the door, bleh, then I start throwing up. Is it because he told you that? Was no, he, no, because we, we got told, it. Okay. But we, it takes about 24 hours. Oh, and then uh, now I got that my daughter had it. Now it's gone. We're good. We don't have it. And then I went to visit my family. <laughs> now they all got it. Oh no! 
So I feel bad, you know. It's kind of like... Well, when uh, did the situation arrive? It just happened like Monday. And Monday... Uh, yeah, this Monday. So tonight is going to be my no, turn. No, no, no. <laughs> it won't be your turn. No, I, I don't have it now, so... Monday. And right. if you know if Sebastian is right... Let me finish a podcast before. I wash my hands. I've been washing my hands everywhere. Cheers, buddy. Bon année, monsieur. Yes, buddy. Bon année, 2020. Buddy. You think it's going to be a great year for you? I, look, I like even numbers. So 2020. I love it. Me too. 2020, I think, is good. And I think uh, doing this is good. And, you know, you mentioned earlier about comedians. And I think comedians... I think the hardest people on us is ourselves. Exactly. Uh, And it doesn't matter what level you're at. Louis C.K., Chappelle, Russell, whatever. I think we're the hardest on ourselves. We're never... I think comedians are never satisfied. You you could have a killer set. Yeah. I've seen... I've done it. You have a killer set. You walk off and you're like... Uh, Like, ah, I could have... But it's not because we are pretentious when we do that. It's because... No, because, it's in our head. But not just that, because when you kill, it's your job, you're professional. Right. But doesn't mean you have fun, because sometimes, you know, we don't have fun. Yeah, but you we, have to have fun. But we kill. You kill. You're but like, you don't crush. have fun, you know what I mean? You're a comedian, say that, crush. Oh, yeah. How yeah. did you do? Oh, I fucking crushed. crushed. I, I destroyed <laughs> all the air, got sucked out of the room. I destroyed it. <laughs> Crush, crush! You're just for laughs. Yeah. Hey man, I like crush. I crush. People could they they couldn't breathe anymore, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, you crush. And you watch it, and they bomb. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, is that the same? Yeah. You got the, the, the in general the rookie. They are like that, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so you never said you crush. I never. Look, I, I have. I will say it in private to yeah. my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, if my wife goes, I go. I go. It was it was great. Yeah, yeah. Like I killed it. Yeah. But but always like it. I, it makes me laugh. Crush. Crush. I, I love when they say crush. <laughs> so you, I, I remember once just for laughs, we were uh, a couple of years ago. I was, I was just came from the gala, so it was Don Rickles' gala, and I was on the Gabriel Iglesias gala. Wow. And I was closing the gala, out, you know, and it was great. Like you know, just to be a just for laughs or and do a gala at Plaza des Arts is great. And it went great. It went great. Yeah, and I got a great. You've seen the videos. It's and JFL is great. I mean, you know, for I think especially as a Canadian, we really want. We really want to, especially as a Montrealer, to do it. You know, this is the goal. This is the goal. Yeah, Victor here. Exactly. But um, but I think at the same time, it's one of those things where did you crush it just a (laughs) lot? I said that my wife calls. How did it go? I go. The only time I said I crushed it, crushed. But I wouldn't say. I mean, there's so many great comedians. You should crush it. Yeah. If you don't crush it, you shouldn't be here, right? Yeah, 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 the yeah, festival. Yeah. But it's so funny that some guys they have a couple of drinks, man. Hey, Sebastian, go crush. He's like taking Tonka trucks, crushing them in my hands, man. And one guy goes to me, I felt bad for the guy coming after me. I'm like, okay, oh, whatever, man. you know. And it's a big comic, and it's like, because, you know, when, when you do comedy, especially in L.A., where I live, it, any show, you don't know who's going to show up. So you could be on a regular roster at the like the Laugh Factory, which I play a lot. I play Laugh Factory, Ice House in Pasadena, and one of my favorite clubs, the Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. With uh, Jay Leno. Jay Leno and all. But that, that club is just 
a so league but, of its own. But why you did not name it uh, the store? The store. No, I. Here's the deal. I don't really go to the store that much. Funny, I. We do our Canada show. I know every year. I, yes. Now, if you, I'm going to say this right now. If Whoa. we do it next year, do you want to come and do it? Wow. Come and do it. Man, I have boost pump. Yeah, yeah, I want you to come and come do on. it. Come on, no, don't bullshit. No, no bullshit. No BS you. with no, SB. No BS with SB. So I'm, I'm telling you. You invite now, me right now. I'm inviting you right next now. Next year, July 1st. July 1st. To go to the comedy store in LA and do a set with. Yes. Wow, man. <clears throat> wow, man. I want, yeah, I want you to do it, man. Like, man. Now, the thing That's, is this they man. told us now wow. the location, we've done it there for seven years. The location may change because the the, the see when we it's gonna be at the Hooters <laughs> or maybe Laugh Factory. Here's the here's the deal. <clears throat> Seven or eight years ago, the comedy store wasn't doing that good. No, so I know it, I really it wasn't. It was going down. I went, to, but yeah. now with Sebastian Maniscalco, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Coco Diaz, all these guys going there now. Did you? Uh, it's like so. We've sold it out every year. And I love for you to come and do it. We need, you know, to. I always pick two or three comedians out of Canada, and and this is and, and, and this is why I think it's important. And I think, you know, whether and I don't care what part of Canada it's from, Quebec or BC. There's another kid I told I was at the Halifax Comedy Festival, and I invited him too. I try to put two or three new faces because I think it's a great thrill, and I've heard Man, this. It's dead. <laughs> but you said why you said uh, maybe you're going to change the uh... well because what we had a problem last year with the venue oh. they told us eight o'clock and my brother we didn't start the show till 10 Fuck. on a Monday night people were pissed off yeah so they were we were getting uh, it was getting jerked around on the times so I want I want to do it eight o'clock usually if we don't get the, this year we were able to do it on the first because it was a, a Monday it was a big t- was a big, a the big scene uh, yeah at, at, at the at the, uh, at the uh, comedy store but sometimes we'll do it to 29 30 it depends when you can get because we can't we can't do it on uh, Thursday Friday Saturday the club's too busy so we'll do it on that one but I put a lot of comics uh, uh, do you know guy Guido Cocomelo hey shout out Shout out to Guido. He just did a movie. This guy's this guy's awesome. Ferrari, very nice guy. He's a friend. Yes, he worked so hard. He, he, yeah. he moved with his <laughs> family so to L.A. Yes, and he got that movie, which is great. And I haven't seen it yet. I mean, too. He's in the Ferrari versus. He's, uh, oh, he's a driver, I think. He's huh? a dr- Italian driver. I wow. Think. Ferrari versus Ford was with uh, Christian Bale and Matt Damon. This was really good, and good for him. He got it. He came and did it, and. Uh, there's other guys that if they if they call me up and I put other guys from Canada and a lot of Canadians who live in LA so we've had uh, whenever Russell Ken Russell does it Harlan Williams Jeremy Hotz who are killers Ian Bag, Lachlan Patterson uh, so what know, is your plan B if you don't go to the store well that's what we're now because it's only uh, it's only December so I got to figure out now what is well, your second choice? I prefer the store because it's perfect. Yes. If not, we got to find another venue. Maybe the Laugh Factory, which is just up the street on Sunset. That's equally just as great. Yeah. I I, is it your profile picture, by the way? Yes, at the Laugh Factory, and that I love. I mean, Jamie and the Laugh Factory. That's really my club in L.A. Okay. Okay. So, so I play Laugh Factories. It's your resident place. Yeah. Pretty do you much. Do you live far off? Uh, your not home? far. Well, not, not not about 15, 20 minutes in car. 
by car, like by car to Hollywood. And then, yeah. then you know, there's I play Hollywood, Long Beach, um, Las Vegas, Reno, Chicago. Okay, so, so I want I know I, I, we're gonna go there for sure. Yeah. But me, what I when I'm pumped is like you said about my podcast. Everybody start start somewhere, okay? Right. So Pontiac, you go to Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, you told you told me two club, and you told me the uh, one club with the address. Why you tell me the yeah, address? Be, I remember it exactly. Okay, I remember because, it. Like you said, it's funny. That was GPS, we're talking thirty something years ago, and I remember exactly. Yes. No, twenty one Water Street in Gastown. So this is the first show there, or you did the young first show? Young? And the first, I even tell you who was on the show. Well, uh, uh, the, the first time I ever went up on a professional club. It was, and he's a friend of mine now, and he's a dear comedian from Toronto named Steve Brender. And Steve is a, he's a substitute teacher, and he's hilarious. One of the original Yuck Yuck comedians, and he's fucking hilarious. Steve Brender, and then it was Wayne Honeyboy Turbell, another <laughs> comedian, redhead. Tom Crossan, who's, a, I think at the time, a West Coast comic. And uh, he was on, and I was on that show. It was, I, I want to say, a thir Wednesday or Thursday night. Okay, but and the guy with you, look, because you, you, you... He came, my friend came. He was just a friend. Was just a friend. Anyway, anyway, he wasn't in a... Okay, so he was go, a mechanic. So you go there, you, you, you ask for a spot? Yeah, I went up there and I... Uh, you said what, to the what owner, what I said to the owner, I, can I get it? And in those days, I don't think they really had amateur nights. So and, he goes... And then it's your first show, though. Yeah, and I said, can I... Uh, do you mind if I go... Uh, wow. And he goes, sure. So I went... And no, no, that's not true. I had done, in fairness, I'd done two weeks of amateur nights there, Monday nights. They had an amateur night. Okay, but let's go and, there. Let's go yeah, there. Yeah. So I would just go up and do it. Okay, do let's it, do let's, it. let's be, rewind because me, I want to dissect this, 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 this story. You right. know why? Right. Because the first show is the worst. It's the toughest show ever. Okay. This is why you're here. This is why you are who you are. Because of the Angelo at the time, what bond? Decide to suffer for us, for you, man. Right, right. Well, you know I, what I mean? Uh, yeah, so, I get so it. Let let let's go there. It's, so, is it the same? It's the same club, look. Same club, punchline punchline comedy theater. It's not there anymore. It's not there anymore. It's not there anymore. So you will go there. It's the Monday. So an open mic. Open mic. You asked for a spot. I put a spot. It's a sure. Do you remember the, the in, where you were in the lineup? Uh, like number six. Whoa. Okay. Do you know how you feel at the time? Yeah, I, I, before I used to go on, and Howie Wagman. At Shout Yankees out, Howie Wagman. Howie will attest to this. I used to throw up before I go on stage. Really? I was that nervous. I did it for a long time and it stopped. Wow. Even in Ottawa. It, it, it wow, just, you're so generous, told me that, man. Yeah, it, it's, it happened. Wow. You but, but the thing is, I, and I went on number six. Okay, so you wait? I waited. You don't know anybody? Nobody. Is it? How many people in the crowd? Probably about 60, 70 people. Okay, so it's a good crowd. Good crowd. Okay, so did you wrote something? Did, yeah. Or I, you I, took I, your cocky like I'm funny? Yeah, I wrote down certain things. Okay. You know, you only, they only gave you in those days with five minutes. Exactly. So you have five minutes. So you, you write things down. You write them down. And then, and I realized, well, you know what? You sink or swim, right? So I went on. But the first five, you, know, you watch them? Or you go outside because you. Oh, I, I watched them. So all the all bomb. Yeah, some were some of them were good. You know, some bombed. So, so do you have enough empathy like I have? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, when I, I when I, I saw somebody, I suffer, man. Let's see. Yeah, and I went up, and then I realized I went up after. When I realized a couple of jokes worked, and the others didn't. So okay, so you, the guy presents you, right? 
you go on stage, you take the mic, you remember if you uh, leave the mic there or you, you put the stand on the side, you know, remember? Oh, what you oh it's funny. I don't remember, but that was always a problem. I learned. I think I always took the mic stand, put it away. Okay. And what? Because some comics will just leave yes. it there, and it fucks up their. And you uh, know, he said, "Amata, did you remember if the light was strong?" You know what? You, no, it's, it was a it's, long time ago. It flew, and, and it, but it flew by. But the thing was, once you're up there, your energy is so yeah, yeah. Something I write. It's something showed up on stage, and you're yeah. not really paying attention. No, to, no, no. And and and, and you. Talking on the mic too, and like special look. And they go on it. So I remember this. The first time I really did it on amateur night, and this is a long time ago, is that I knew a couple of jokes worked and a lot of them didn't. But all I thought was, and I said to the guy, he wasn't good. He goes, No, because you got you got some laughs. You got some laughs. And, and, and I think and it's like teaching a kid to play hockey. Go on the ice. Yeah, you gotta go on that. You're Practice. not gonna say uh, five years old the guy's gonna play for the Canadians yeah. or anything. Mind but, you, he probably could now. Yes, but the problem the problem is no matter if you have joke or not, who care? Yeah, you gotta because you go on stage. And and this is a good point you're making because every time somebody asks me for advice, yeah, and they say, "What's the best advice you can give me as a comic?" Get on stage as much as you can. Exactly. Anywhere. Guys, listen that carefully. Anywhere. No, it's true. Because a lot of people want the magic pill. They don't want to listen the hard work. No, no, so listen, work. Angelo, can you repeat what you just said? The, the one that I think, especially in anything you do, but especially in comedy, yeah. especially as comedy, the best advice I can give is get on stage as much as you can. Exactly. Because the more you're on stage, the more... You, you're comfortable, yes. Comfortable, confident, and I and I find a lot of times the stuff you write, the best stuff you can write is while you're interacting with the if the audience is buying into what you're saying to them. Yeah. Then you're having this exactly. If you don't believe what you said, metaphysical conversation exactly. with them. If you don't believe what you said, they don't. They will not believe what well, you said. They exactly. Will not laugh. I think the audiences. You, you always hear this on oh, the audience suck. Sometimes they do. Very rare, but very true. rare because I always take. Uh, me personally, it's my fault, but I understand what you said. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes always, they don't know. You know, when you do a corporate, what right. a big surprise! They right. think it's a stripper. And well, exactly. They, you know what I mean, they don't care, but you go to the money. It's why you. Turn. You ever see strippers who are lazy? Just, I'm hot. <laughs> and then you see strippers that are like fucking showgirls doing shit. You're like. You're both hot, but this one really gave me a show. It's funny that lazy stripper. That'd be a good name for a comedy album. Lazy stripper. And you see them here. You go to like a set, super sex, and all right, come to the stage, Celine. If you let dance Natasha, you're gonna have a free slice of pizza. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember? And then you get other ones there, Cirque du Soleil, and fucking moving shit around, and you're like, holy with shit. The, with the couverture, you know, they put the couverture, you know? Yeah, they put down. And, but I always get a kick out of lazy strippers. Oh, yeah, Like, I'm hot. Yeah. Comedy, imagine doing that as a comic, you walk it out. I want to tell you some jokes. Comedy didn't exist like that, huh? Yeah, yeah. I still talk to comic like that. The only guy, the only guy I know that does that character and he destroys with it is Jeremy Hawk. I, I want to say that. Yeah. And Jeremy's a big Expos fan, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good friend. I meet and, him at the, the Yuck Yucks. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Jeremy is a master. Master. Uh, you, you watch him and he'll get on stage and grabs the mic and he's like, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> Montreal. <laughs> Shit. It just it, 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 it he. It's like he goes at his own pace. I see, yeah. And he's brilliant. And, he's, and, and you watch him. And, and you're we like, follow him. And I've known Jeremy forever, and, and he's a good friend, and that's got nothing to do with it. it if comedians really want to see a master class, like if you look at Jeremy Hawks, and he just takes the crowd and audience and brings it to him. I was the host. <laughs> you're the host. He was right? a, super, a surprise <laughs> guest. So he arrived on stage, he did zero joke. Look. Yeah. He just shit and, on the guy yeah, and because destroyed, he had a destroyed. Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, destroyed. Destroyed. And I was like, wow. Yeah. This is a crack down fast. Why would we say that? You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. A, a tape. And, uh, no, and, but that's. Yeah, oh, he crushed, buddy. He crushed. <laughs> and those guys, like, I know those but guys. But it's dangerous, huh, by the way. Well, it is. I, sometimes it doesn't. It's but he's been doing it. It's like Russell Peters yes. is another one. Russell, get him in the crowd. This guy, that he knows every Asian, Vietnamese, Korean. Yes. I'm like, how the fuck do you know these guys? Exactly. Mike Bullard. Mike Bullard thing. was like that. We had the Mike Bullard. Mike was another guy who would. You put him on stage, man. You see him go. Mike McDonald. I, I grew up. I watching those guys work, and you're like. Man, these guys are good, but let's go there. So, how, how do you work? Are you a guy uh, who sit front of a white page and until you don't have anything, you just wrote up? Or you're a spontaneous guy? Like, oh, this is funny, and you wrote on the side. More and spontaneous. Like, what will happen to me is that something will happen. And now, what I do, the good thing about these stupid phones is I have the notes. Okay. So, what I'll do is I'll maybe I'll write it on my notes on my phone, right? So, I'll look, I'll look at my phone, look at notes. Uh, and and then start talking about it, right? Put the thing. Okay. And then I'll look at it later. So I, I wrote one the other day. I'll, I'll give an example now that you're asking me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wrote down here, and these are comics notes. Uh, notes. Let's see here. Yesterday. Okay, so. Oh, come on here. Here we are. What the hell? It's not giving me my notes. Tabarnak. Oh, it was your uh, section oh, yeah, of big <laughs> Yeah, so I wrote. I wrote Greek festival. Somebody said, you know, Lukumadas or the Honeyballs guy who had locomotives. <laughs> I wrote it down. Uzi or Uzo, which is a Israeli assault weapon or a Greek liqueur. And then I wrote, somebody said this and I wrote it down. And I wrote it and I said, I'm working on the relationship with me. Which yeah. said, that's so fucking stupid. So it's like, to me, it's like, I thought, I was watching this Hollywood star who's not working anymore. And they said, what are you working on now? And she came and she goes, I'm working on the relationship with me. And I'm like, you're about to jump off a fucking cliff. But it's, so I thought, I so, wrote it down. So this, you never tried that on stage? No, no. It's I'm an idea. To, no, it's wow. an idea. It's an idea. So you know it's funny, man. Well, I just saw it on, I just saw it. Wow. So I wrote it down. So I said. The punch, you see what you said, just said. <laughs> you're going to jump and see. Yeah, off a fucking cliff. Man. And I thought. If you were busy and you were working, there's no relationship with me. You're not even having an interview. And I went to a film festival in L.A. And the girl saw me and she goes, hey, Angelo, how are you doing this and that? I said, good. And she goes, what are you doing now? You know, And everybody bullshits. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I got this. I'm working on this. I'm working on that. And this is what I said to her. I go, uh, I, I look at the mic and I go, unemployed. <laughs> oh, my God, you're so funny. And I said, no, I'm fucking unemployed. <laughs> I go, if I was working, I wouldn't be here at this film festival, <laughs> walking around like I am working. <coughs> and I'm in no films here, so it doesn't matter. But 
And the guy goes, oh my God, he's, and then the guy goes, he's so funny. He just kept telling everybody how he's not working. And I'm like, bitch, I'm not working. <laughs> it's not, but you see, it, it's like, it's like, it's like, what, 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 are, I said, but I'm not working. Oh my God, it's so funny. You know, wow. and, and, but next time I'm going to say this, what are you working on? I'm working on a relationship with me. <laughs> and when you see this oh, shit, yeah. and I'm like, oh, yeah. so, so when do you give up? Again, it's selfish. I'm not helping children. I'm not helping homeless people. No, man. I'm, not, I'm, I'm working on me. <laughs> like, I'm so important. <laughs> oh, man, I know. That I need to work Listen, on Listen, when, when I saw Will Smith on YouTube, look, I said, wow, this guy needs so much attention. What yeah. is the maximum can you have? Yeah, but well, listen, you know what I mean? We all need attention. I know, we need it, I exactly, need it. We but need it, but how much? How much, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, come on. you're going to barf. Will Smith, well, I, I have a YouTube channel. I said, fuck you, man. Fuck you, you're a fucking billionaire. Man. Yes, you go on everything. And, go home and go home and find your relationship with, with me. <laughs> go but, fuck your hot wife, dude. What are you, why are you trying to think? I always hate when... Uh, when you got comics, you got actors who aren't working, now all of a sudden become comics. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And it's like, it's and bullshit. This, and this is what we start to talk about, like like uh, when you said comedy story, it's, it's tough because now you always get bumped. And right, right. sometimes you get bumped with a shitty comic, but like you said, like Instagram, movie star, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what's happened with you, man? Oh, I don't work anymore, so I, I'm a comedian now. I'm a comedian. So I know guys that are, uh, well, other guys... Uh, who are television or film guys, well, I'm not getting work, so I'm going to comedy. Yeah. And, they got, and everybody has seven minutes. And then they're, you know, but it's funny because I think the real comics, who are real comics, the Puritans say, okay, we're going to, I could go on the road for th two months. I'll come back and I'll be home for one day. The next day I'll drive to Long Beach to work on a new bit. Because like, I love doing well, comedy. Exactly. This and is, even though I'm tired, I still do, I like doing it. Exactly, you know? because you're a hustler. But this is uh, this is not easy because new comic think that when they're gonna arrive there, the pain's gonna stop. No, because more more you wanna more go pain. more you wanna go up, more you have to work. Because when we start, we're naive. Yeah, you know yeah of course. And well, when, you want you, and you, you love it. And when you lost your naivety, it's not easy to like you said to go bomb on stage. No, because you're when you're a superstar, you know what I mean. Well, I'll tell you, even if you're hanging out backstage, at any comedy club, and they go, "Oh, did you hear Sebastian got uh, a brand new sitcom series?" And oh, good for him, that's great. And then you go after you guys, how the fuck <laughs> did he get a fucking <coughs> seriously oh, yeah. dude? I'm fucked. Oh, what? Oh yeah. Don't say it. Oh no. It's so there was a show called Crashing. I, Pete Holmes. I saw this three series, man. And I wow. thought, for me, because it was I'm dying up here, which was in Showtime. Was, I watched Griffin, the two yeah, series. It was really good. Yes. Andrew said it was dark. Know, Eric, it was dark. darker because it was the seventies. Yes. And I'm good friends with Eric Griffin. There's another very shout out. Yeah, a good up. podcast by the way. Yes, Eric Griffin. Shout out to Eric Griffin. And he's uh, a good friend of mine. I've toured with Eric. And uh, he's very talented. He's, he's, he's a good human being, huh? Yes, yeah, and, he, and he's actually very. He, Eric is one of those guys that's funny as off stage. Okay. On stage, you know, and I toured. We did it. Me and him did a tour with Ahmed Ahmed. Another shout out to my friend Ahmed, and we did a tour for six or seven weeks in the Middle East. Whoa! And it was, and I'm not talking. Uh, it was one of those tours, man. We didn't know. 
He wrote a memoir of it. I don't know what we're going to do with it. We didn't know we were in, in Bahrain. We were in Jordan. We were in Syria. We were in Beirut. We were, I mean, it was Saudi Arabia. How did you get that gig? Well, through Ahmed and through, it's through the okay. Axis of Evil guys. But there was times like in Oman, we didn't know if we had a gig. We didn't know if we're going to this country. I mean, dude, it was like planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, you're going to do, if you have the chance to do it again, you will do it again or? No. <laughs> no, I, it's funny. Not like that. Okay, it, it, and it's no, it was nobody's fault. We got, uh, Ahmed had set up the tour and then the, the co-promoter we were doing it with screwed us oh. on the money. And then we, Ahmed said, look, you guys don't want to do it. And I give Ahmed full points because he pulled it off. We did, uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody else would have been able to adapt to it. Yeah. But he did such a great job with it. It was a great experience. I mean, we're talking about eight or nine countries. Wow. In the Middle East. Yeah, I know, I know. Doing fucking comedy in Dubai and Bahrain and uh, Saudi and Jeddah and all. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. They filmed it. They filmed it and Eric did a... Eric did a, a documentary? Whole, uh, no, he did a... A diary, daily diary of it. So he has it. Okay. He'd write down everything that happened. Oh, okay. So I was always hoping that they would. Uh, Ahmed did a film. I was in a film called. Uh, oh, to get uh, you. And, uh, <laughs> no, 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 just like us. Okay. Which was a great documentary he made about doing how they laugh just oh, like wow. us. Tom Papa, Sebastian, myself, Maz, Ahmed, Whitney Cummings, Eric, Griffin, all those guys were in it. And then that's what I'm saying. Like the experiences. And I think sometimes when I talk to comics and they look at me, that I, I performed at the comedy store in Mumbai, India, and they're like, you're full of shit. There's no comedy store in Mumbai, India. There is, because there's a comedy store in London, and they opened one there. And my wife came with me. So you do, you go to different places, you have different experiences. It's still comedy. Yeah. But that whole trip in the Middle East, <clears throat> when we went, and you documented everything. So that was maybe ahead of its time. So <clears throat> there was times where we were happy, we depressed, we were fighting, we we're fucking drunk, I don't know, like I mean just, and we somehow, somehow got through it. So that's why I think uh, comedy is a thing that, there's no formula, you gotta work and work at it. And then hopefully hook up with different... I've been lucky. I've gotten to work with some of the best comedians in the world. Exactly. So how you get motivated now? After all... Well, you still, and you still have to do it. Okay. So That's you, why... I, see, I've been off for a week. You called me. Do you want to come do the podcast? Yes, I do. It's comedy. I like you. I like your podcast. I like the, the, the goofy videos you do. I think you're funny. And I think that's what it takes. And I think... I've been, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm visiting my relatives, like I'm going, I'm fucking crazy now. Okay, I've been, we go to this place, that place, eat, manger, eat, eat, fuck, eat. I don't want to eat anymore, man. <laughs> now I'm ready to go back to work. I want to go on stage. Okay, so let's go back because it's important. After the first show, you get out, the yeah. guy said you have some, some good laughs. Some laughs, keep doing it. So what was your response to you? Did you, did you, did you, okay. did you do another show right away? No, I had to wait. Those you had to wait another week. But so, so the week after oh, yeah, you come yeah, back, I went back, yeah. and you never stop after that. No, never give up. Never no. quit. No, I there was a time 
what happened when I was in Ottawa, uh, I got married. Uh, just how long did you stay in, uh, uh, in uh, I was Vancouver? In, I was in Vancouver for almost a year. Okay, and you go back to Ottawa? I went back to Ottawa. And then so, I got oh, you a job. your wife, your girlfriend at the time? Uh, at the no, time. I was single at that okay. time. And then shortly after, that's when I met my uh, my first wife. Okay, this is the third? The uh, fifth? Second. <laughs> second. <laughs> Technically, third. No, second. So when you come back to Ottawa, Yak Yak did not exist. Uh, no, Yak Yak had just opened. Okay, wow. So for you? So they just opened. The, so the opportunity. Right, the first one. And I went to Yak They. I got back to Ottawa and about three, four months later, Yak Yak's opened. Wow. So wow! So, so that was their first franchise club was Ottawa. So you you stayed there. You 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 sleep there. You know, and Howie, yeah, and Howie was the Howie's been there since. Okay. And uh, I met Howie. I've been friends with him. He's a dear friend of mine. And uh, and uh, you know, he's he, Howard uh, has been good. And he was hard on me. You know, he's, he's, he's hard on everybody. He's hard, but you know what? He really is. Maybe he's too hard sometimes. No, but he's old school. And you know yes, what? Yes, exactly. He is old school. But I'll tell you what. He, 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 Howie's the kind of guy that can say to you, you know, I may not like your style of comedy, yeah. but I can see the audience likes exactly. it. Exactly. So he's, he's, a, I think some guys are like, no, you're, I, you're not for us. No, he, he's, he's got the perception enough, and I've known him long yeah. enough, and he knows. But, that. but the, the problem is, we, we want, he like us. More than well, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Because we need so much but attention. Gotta, but you gotta prove it to them. No, no, but you know what I mean? When yeah. he said, I don't like what you do, but I understand that people laugh. It's like it's it's it's. it's well, I mean, no, because what, I think it's what he's saying. No, what he's saying is that you're funny, but not maybe my my cup of tea, which is fine. Exactly. You can't have everybody like you. Exactly. But I think the idea is is that he, he, uh, good good talent promoters can identify with. Yeah. I mean, you understand? Amateur night in Ottawa. So I go back to Ottawa. This was amateur night in fucking Ottawa. Norm McDonald, wow, Jeremy Hotz, Ooh. Lisa Gay Tremblay, Denny Grignon, myself, Brett Weir, uh, what was the name of the other skinny guy? Brad Lyons. And towards the end of it, there was a young comic that used to come and hang around with us called Tom Green. I don't know him. Yeah, <laughs> shout this out is, to Tom Green. Because he's a good, a good friend of mine. It's Tom fun Green. because now we're twenty one, December twenty one, yeah. and he's he, he's at the Yuck Yuck uh, for the New Year's show. New Year's show, that's yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tom, look, Tom got I, he had a cable show in Ottawa. Oh, I mean, the news and I, I was just at Tom's house for uh, Tom came and actually did our Canada show. He was in town, and he had a Fourth of July party. So it's so funny. We uh, I'm jumping on. We went. To, no, is that right? Fourth of July party and we're there and I see you know Jason Rouse. Yeah, I know Jason. Funny, very good friend. Yeah, yeah, very funny. He, what, what is his style? Uh, Vulgar. Yeah, well, yeah, no, he's more shock. More shock. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Super funny guy. Yeah. I think he's one of the funniest guys. And ever. He's a good guy too. Very good guy. Yeah. And if you're if he's ever here, bring him on your podcast. I think it's important that uh, because I, it's it, you. I I know comic very funny, but that good guy. Right. No, no, Jason. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, what, what what you see on stage isn't the guy you exactly. know. Exactly, like, yeah. like Mike Ward. Mike Ward is the sweetest guy in the yeah. world. Yeah, I met but Mike. But the media put him like he's a he's an asshole. Like he's know? the Satan or exactly. Something. Yeah. yeah, Mike's a cool he's guy. A, yeah. So, so so the funny thing is, we we go to Tom Green's house. He's up in the Hollywood Hills, got this big house, and we go there, and there's like George Stromalopoulos is a friend. I see Jason Rouse. And there's Jason rolling a big fucking joint. 
And when we open the door, Andrew Dice Clay. You smoke weed? Yeah, I do. Okay. But I'm not much lately, but I like yeah. a little buff. Yes. Denim one buff. Just, just to play. Just to crush it. Yeah, just to crush a the little buff. And we open the door, and there's Dice Clay. No way. So he's standing there. I'm walking home. Now, I'm walking home with my family. So I got my daughter and my wife. Oh, so it's recent. Uh, yeah, it was in July. It was July okay. 4 party. Okay, yeah, yeah, remember. And there's, you know, Dice. And Dice is there. Eleanor Kerrigan and all the uh, comedians and Tom Green. Tom knows everybody's a big star. And I walk in and my daughter goes, uh, Daddy, she goes, the cigarettes they're smoking here smell funny. <laughs> and I said, oh, I said, honey, they're smoking, it's organic cigarettes. <laughs> And she goes, are you sure it's not weed? <laughs> wow. I'm like, okay, we got to go. Yeah. So I said, Tom, look, man, I, we went there. Hey, stick around. We're making burgers. I go, I can't. I got my got my baby here, you know. And she's smart. And if I was a hippie enough parent, I'll let the kids stay. But we stayed for about an hour. And Tom's such a nice guy. But, you know, now, you know, you can smoke weed anywhere now. It's legal. It's legal. And Canada. It's, and it's not good anymore. It's not. I mean, yeah, I, was, uh, I, I went to see Star Wars, the the the, the, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I was outside smoking a joint. I was like, it's not good anymore. Nobody judge us anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. It's like it's nothing. You know. Exactly. But, but think about that. It's it's we, me and you, maybe the same age. Yeah. We saw the evolution of it's legal now. Yeah, it's legal. It's real. I, I went to a store. I bought weed and I pay with my credit card. That's Think about crazy. that. I know, it's crazy, man. weird, man. It's weird. When we live we... in a weird time. You can. We saw the internet happen. Now weed. I think. I think in Montreal, it's only a matter of time before they legalize uh, prostitution. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of. Uh, yeah. And everybody's going to well, no. I said, well, if it's going to happen anywhere in North America, I think it's Montreal will be the first place. But, like yeah, Amsterdam. Exactly. I mean, they got weed now, and I mean, it's like. A, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying, no, no, it, exactly. it's going to happen. It'll be here. Everywhere the government can make money, they're going to find yeah, a way. You especially know in Quebec, they're like, "Wow, bash, so what if they're having sex?" The French are very liberal <laughs> about it anyway. They go, "So what? They're sex." So you said you never quit, you never give up, never give up. You always doing it. You always focus. <laughs> and I said, and then what happened? I got married, quit for a while, and then. To finish that part, yeah, after, yeah, yeah. after yeah. I stopped, that that I broke up with my ex-wife and $900 in a beat-up Buick. I drove to Toronto, started it all, I kept doing it. <laughs> so there was a time for about four or five years I didn't do comedy. I would go, Howie would let me host amateur night on Wednesday night. So I used to go just host because I love doing it. Just a little so bit. tell me, how long did you struggle before you realize, okay, this well, is me, and this is why it's working. Well, I bottomed out. I bottomed out. I had no money. I went to Toronto, and then what happened? I got a little apartment, started getting a little job. No, I said on, on stage. Oh, on stage. It took, look, you know, it took, look, man, it took me probably until, like, my first headline set, where I headlined the club, was April 21st, 2001. Wow, you remember it like first, it was yeah. yesterday, man. Yuck Yucks Uptown Club. And uh, Yuck, Mark, Mark Brett Uptown Club, where the old, where the absolute club. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They used to be a Yuck Yucks yeah. Club. Not the one downtown in Richmond. They used to be on Bay Street, and Mark's like, okay, you ready? I had like two, Mark. Yeah, yeah, Mark, Mark Breslin. Yeah. Uh, except to me, you, you, you're, you're, okay, it's time for you to jump ship, you know? And I, and I thank Mark for that. Me and, too. I, 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 Mark. Yeah, Mark Breslin. 
And uh, I, you, you know, I never, never had a problem with them. It's, it's funny because I, I work at Yacht Yaks, and and Mark was like, "Yeah," he goes, uh, "It's time for you to do it." And and what I did, and it's a, the true story, and what I did in my head, you know, and when you headline in uh, in Toronto, you have an MC, you're the headliner, and they put five or six comics on. Yeah. So on my big night, uh, I wanted to prove myself. So I went and I got Mike Wilmot, I got Glenn Foster, wow. I got Derek Edwards, wow. I got Russell Peters, Whoa. Darren Frost, and I think it was, I think maybe Jason Rouse. We're all killers. Yes. All of them. And the guy goes to me, you're committing suicide. And I said, no, I want to go on after these guys. Yeah. I fucking asked them. Um, and, yeah, the goes, exactly. and, he goes, and he goes, okay, one or two of them, I understand. You're asking all these guys to go on before you. I want them to be there. Yeah. Because I had worked with these guys. I admired all those guys. Yeah. They're all killers. They're all great comedians. So yeah. many good comedians in Canada. I said, I want to go on after those motherfuckers. Because I wanted to know. And I knew I was going to struggle a bit, man. You tried going on after uh, Russell back in the day. <laughs> Darren Frost was murdering it. Or Kenny Robinson. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Jason Rouse or, you know, uh, you know Derek Edwards. I mean, fuck, these guys were fucking destroying it. Yeah. And I said, no, I want to go on. So I, I, and, and, I, and I did that. And my friend goes, you know, I saw what you were doing. I go, and I went on. And look, at first, a little tough. Yeah. It was, I'm not going to tell you it was easy. Because they just saw the best of the best. Yeah. They were our friends. Yeah. But I went up. I went and fucking worked it. And I got them. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to, not to prove to anybody, but to myself, Sebastian. You, I wanted you, you, you deserve you know, this. I was yeah. trying to find me. Yeah. Yes. Me. No, but the truth is, I, I, because it's easy to put comics and say, okay, these are like open mic comics. Yeah. I'll put a few of those guys on. Oh, yeah. yeah so be. I make myself look better. No, yeah, no, exactly. fuck that. No, exactly. fuck that. And somebody told me, I did a, I did a festival. I was at the Edinburgh Comedy Festival, uh, at the Edinburgh uh, French Festival. It's one of the biggest French festivals in the world, in Scotland. 2005, 2006, I signed with uh, Off The Curb, which was the biggest agency. They saw me in London, uh, Montreal, and I ended up going, to, I lived in England for two years. And we're doing, <clears throat> we're doing the Festival Theatre in Edinburgh, Scotland. And there was a slot in the middle, and it was Omid Jalili, Jimmy Carr, Jack, the big fucking British comics, huge. There was a, a slot in the middle and nobody wanted to do it. And uh, Addison Creswell, God rest his soul, was my manager, crazy Brit, was on it. He goes, goes, mate, you can do it. And the comics were like, no, don't fucking do it, man. It's Alma Jalili and Jimmy Carr, two of the biggest comics wow. in the UK. And nobody wanted to go in between them. I go, I'll fucking do it. Because from Canada, you can't you can't just go nah. So you go do it. No, no, I no. I said, look, if I if I wasn't good enough to be here, what am I doing here? Yeah. And that's where you got to take it by the ball sometimes. And I think what happens instead of psyching out, and the other guys are looking at me going, fuck, don't 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 fucking do it. It's, it's, but what I did, what I did, Sebastian, I went, got in the middle because I thought I was. This is a Canadian mentality. I'm happy to be here. Yes. You're going to give me that spot? I'm fucking doing it. 
It's why it's why I, uh, <coughs> every time you saw me in an open mic, yeah. I'm the bullet. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm the bullet. Ball, yeah. I'm not, uh, yeah. I could say I'm hot and I'm going to finish. At, no, no. What's the, the worst place in comedy? It's the bullet. I am the bullet. Yeah, but you know what, though? That also builds your comedy. Exactly. Do you love champagne? Because I think it's time to celebrate. Let's have a champagne and say yes. Open a All champagne. Right, let's open a celebration bottle. Oh, <laughs> damn! <bar. laughs> what the hell is that? No, it's man? a fake one. Oh, it's a fake one. But man. it's a beautiful one because you Moet said I, I like. It. But Moet I have the the real Moet one. Moet Chandon. I, I have the real one. That's <laughs> what we're having. Look at it's that. A five-second joke over right there because it's the, uh, it, we're gonna celebrate it. Yes, it's man. Be, pretty soon it's gonna be New Year's. Yes, man. Let's have one. Uh, is it something you like to celebrate uh, every year? Yeah, you know what? I, Reminder, I, I, your, I do your... like it. Like, you know, I'm going to be with my family, so I think it's going to be nice to is make it, friends. Is it uh, something important, uh, thinking about you, the year you, you got? You know, in coming? Yeah, I start shitting my pants about this time of the year. Am I going to work? <laughs> and I got work. I just got a whole bunch of gigs yesterday, you know? And it's like, you know, let's see, pop it. Oh, yes, sir, buddy. Yes, sir, Happy buddy. New Year, man. Happy together, year. man. Together. And together. Man. Put a little champagne, monsieur. It's a real one, though. That's a good one. That's good. Thank you. It's not fake uh, baby. It's not baby duck. You know? That's great. I've got the... It's been a fun podcast with you, Sebastian. Hey, man. It's, you know why it's a fun podcast? Because you're here, man. Happy New Year. Buddy, I love you so much. Thank you I so much. Too, man, to be here, man. It's good to be here. Hey, and guys. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. And continue to listen to the No BS with, with SB podcast. And this is another proof. You know, when, uh, when you, you want to start something, jump, SC. Jump. Because you look what's going to happen. It's just do it. You know, a superstar is going to arrive. Mm. In, with with a Hexpo hat, Hexpo's hat, you know. So uh, quickly, yes. They were Tampa Bay was supposed to split with Montreal. Now they said they're not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, but I, I think it's bullshit because this is the owner, uh, the the mayor of Tampa Bay, say that. Oh, the mayor, not the team. No, no, because the mayor already was not agree about everything. But well, they got to bring that, that Major League Baseball set. They said exactly. they want a team back in Montreal. Exactly. It wasn't like bullshit. Exactly. You know when you're rich you know, yeah. and you want to get out of something, yeah. just pay the penalty. Of because the, of, I know a lot of... I wear this hat in LA and people go, Expos, they still know the team. Listen, the worst two teams in the, the league, it's Miami and Tampa Bay. Yeah. What's happened with people, with the sun and Palm Tree don't like baseball. What's happened? I don't understand, man. But the Nationals, which were the Expo, oh, yes, win the World Series. So yes, man. I was very happy, man. Everybody asked me, "Are you, are you, are you mad?" I said, "No, I'm happy." You know what? I'm happy because this is this is uh, uh, if we if Montreal never move, we will win the '94. Well, don't get me going on I fucking know, 94. In 2019. Because they, because they had a strike. Because, and, and, and people oh, listening want to understand I agree, this. I agree. 92-93, the Blue Jays won the World exactly. Series. Exactly. The Americans went crazy. Exactly. 94, Montreal had the six, best record. Six game yeah. more than Atlanta. Yes. Best record best in record. major leagues. Yes. They strike in September. They never go back. They leave the season like that. They said we will not have another Canadian team. It's win. bullshit because and yeah. they were, what they were worried about, uh, Sap, they were worried about uh, all Canada World Series because the Blue Jays were in first place in the American League. Yeah. So what they were worried about 
was Montreal playing Toronto in the World Series. Because the ratings would have been in the toilet for the Americans. But the thing is... I believe that it's... No, because it's, it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. It is, I think it is. And, they go, and I think the conspiracy was the Americans thought, shit, we paid billions of dollars. <laughs> we paid billions of dollars. By the way, we get robbed. Huh? They stole our team. Come on. They did everybody it. said uh, nobody was I there. Yeah, because everybody know we're gonna lose a team. Why I will encourage a team if if I know they well, go. What a team in '94, man. Oh yeah. man, uh, Randy uh, Macho Man Savage. <laughs> I, 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 I throw Oren Ray at sea, man. Man, those guys. Were but so do good. you believe they're gonna come back? Do you believe? I, this? Look, there's only one. Uh, there's one way they can come back, and that's if. Uh, Um, it's either the Brothman family, I would have to say, like the Molson family's involved with the Canadians. You need a, f a billionaire. But Brothman is well, a billionaire. Well, Brothman was one of the best owners in Major League B. All I, those players from Dominican and Cuba, that's why Montreal was so good. He was the first, Charles Brothman was the first guy to bring the farm systems to Canada. The Americans weren't doing it. Yeah. And then they, the other guys woke up. Yeah. I think if uh, the Montreal needs to build a new stadium. I moved to Griffintown just because of that, man. Because Griffintown would be perfect for a ballpark. The, you know, the Costco was... Yeah, and they can make it. a retractable roof now. Yeah, uh, yeah why not? Yeah, because you know, it gets cold here in the winter. Uh, yeah. The, first, the, the project they ask, they offer us, it's a little bit weird. Because split a team... Yeah, between the Rays and no, the Expo. Is it the Rays who's going to come here or is it going to be... So what are they going to be called? X-rays? Yeah, X-rays. You know what I mean? I, I, and the family. You're a baseball player. You want to, you want to have to play, you know, yeah, and yeah. the Canadian money, American. It's weird. Well, like, don't pay them in U.S. dollars. Yeah, exactly. No choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. no choice. But it's not the same. Uh, the, the MLB changed the way. You know, the, the, the worst thing always get paid with the other team. You know with what the, I mean? Yeah, the, the equalization. The, exactly. I think it's not the same thing than at the well, time. Look I, look, I think... I think Major League wants a team in Montreal because they had a very successful franchise here when they used to play at uh, up Jerry Jerry Park, oui. and then they went to the big old, oui. you know. And I and I think if they come on, man, I mean, Canada's not a third world country, and yeah. they always talk about it, you know, all this bullshit. I think Montreal yeah. is a world class city. And they should have a major league baseball team. Yeah, I know. I know. And the Canadians are the Canadians. That's yeah. Church. You you watch hockey? I do. Do you, you? What what is your favorite team in hockey? Montreal. So do you think they're gonna make the playoff this year? I don't. They're playing like I'm. I'm pissed. Look, I'm, I'll I'll say this right on your pot. I'm pissed off at Mark Bergevin. Ah, oh, me too, man. I'm pissed off at him. I mean, I'm like we have eight million on the side. Let's see it. They do. There's an open cap. Let's go. And I think. Uh, anyways, I look. <clears throat> I know they're trying to move Carey Price. He's got 15 million. 10 every is year. Is it 10 every year? Yes. Now, is he worth it? I think he is worth it compared to the other goalies in the league. But Montreal, some of these young players are, are doing really good. But I live in LA, so I go say, if you go to Montreal, you see Montreal play in LA, half the arena are Montreal fans. Exactly. And the F is empty. It's not the. But the Kings have won. I, uh, I, cups. I know, man. I, I saw, I went there. Yeah. It's a beautiful stadium. Really nice. It's it's, it's green. It's leather, leather, and you can yeah. order food. You order food. It's amazing, seat. man. It's, it's no, no. They have a different approach to it. But there's nothing like watching a game at the Bell Center. I think still. 
And, and yeah, I but got, it's it's it, it, when is the last time you went there? Oh, it's been uh, okay, exactly, exactly. It's, it's, about it's four years uh, ago. Now. It's it's we're like that in the red zone. Really, in the red, really like that in the red zone. Yeah, like it's not it's not fun. It should make it more comfortable. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's make it comfortable. Exactly. It's a fucking stadium. Okay, so I want I want to go back with you because uh, you know in life. Uh, when you work hard, uh, success arrive, arrive. <laughs> right. But you know that sometimes you have a timing, an opportunity. When did you know you're a part of this industry? When did you know? Is, is that never, when you, you did your first uh, Just for Laughs? Yeah, I, I, you know I, what I mean? I think doing my first gala at Just for Laughs. What year? Gave me a lot of confidence. That was 2000. Four? So three years or after five. your first headline. Yeah, four or five, I okay. think it was. Okay. I think the first gala. Um, yeah, only did, and then all of a sudden I started working on it. And then we did uh, we did the ethnic show, which we brought to Just for Laughs. Oh. And then we toured with it with Frank Spadone, another really funny Italian Canadian yeah. comedian. And I just did a, a tour with Frank called the Evil Eye Tour. And that, that's been very good. And, uh, and we taped it in Toronto, so we're going to wait and see what happens with that. And Frank's just one of the funniest guys I know. He's so funny, and he's been my, one of my dearest friends for so many years. And we did this stuff, you know, we did the ethnic show, which is the most popular show now, I think. And, and so, yeah, so I think after doing Just for Laughs, it gave you that confidence. Oh, yes. You did know, you, it's like, oh, fuck, I, I feel like now. Did, did you crush? I, I was just I was nervous as shit. Oh yeah. Who was yeah. the host? Ooh, oh, oh. The first one I did was uh, Jason Alexander. Okay. From Seinfeld. Oh no. So, uh, Costanza. Wow. So he was the first host, and then it was Martin Martin Short. Wow. And then I did I did that uh, Jason Alexander Martin Short. Uh, I did. Uh, so how many fest just for left? Uh, well, galas I started. It was at the gala at the Saint Denis when you uh, start. Gala Saint Denis, and then I did uh, Gabriel Iglesias one at Place des Arts. I did Place des Arts twice, Gallery Saint Denis, and the one with my mom, where the, my mom couldn't get tickets and they got her tickets, and that was the and then they and then that's when they packaged on CBC, and then it was heartfelt because that was my first. My mom wanted to oh, go, yeah. oh, and then, wow. uh, you know, and she's, it was emotional because yeah. it was like, you know, my mom, you know, came to Canada as a young woman and worked as a waitress, and, and they love those stories, right? It's yeah. like, you show up to Montreal, your hometown, they gave tickets to my mom, they show my mom and sister coming to the yeah. show, wow. they showed me on stage, and I did a lot of jokes about my mom, and they, Canada loved it. Anything you do, like, if it's heartfelt, even as a comic, They put the backstory to it. But right? you are so a great storyteller, man. You know yeah, well, I mean? yeah, well, and then that's that's the thing. You know, you know the one know. punch, one line. You love. I to, like to tell stories. Exactly. And, 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 and we always feel you, you. It's you give us image, right? Of what you explain. You know what I mean? Right. And that because I remember you should have told you 21 Water Street. Da, da, da. Yeah. I remember it. And comics. I have a lot of friends when I say, "How the fuck do you remember that?" I go, "I remember it." And that's what makes it maybe funnier. Exactly. You know the shot like when you explain like, uh, can I have twenty dollar? Right, right, right. Like, oh, you know when I see, I, I, I have twenty dollar. I have to walk and see the mountain. You know, and you show us the. the oh, sorry. No, 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 you're not boring. It's no, fucking no. booze. It's coffee. I. Hot. I you fall down with champagne. Coffee. Champagne, by the way, works, huh? 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's the, 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 I saw your, I, I, your <laughs> <laughs> He gave me coffee, Tony Brascotti. Hey, let's have some champagne. And I'm like, Woo. But you know what I mean? It's, it's like, this is what I want to, I want to represent too. I want that when people listen to me, they have a, 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 a you're, you're, well, we're a, painting a picture with our words. Yeah. So that's what good comedians do. Uh, Jim Jeffries, who's a, a, a great uh, storyteller. Jim will go on and, and describe, and that's what makes it so funny, whether it's gun control or whatever he's doing. He's another master at that. He, just, he can do a, a joke, he can do a half an hour bit on one topic and you're fucking laughing. He's so good at what he does, you know. Bill Burr, another guy, oh, you yeah. see Bill Burr. Yeah. He goes, and Bill's great at saying, I wouldn't do this, I would do that, but if I were, I could understand, but I wouldn't, but you know. He's so good at that. Bill Burr, he likes the fuse at both ends. When, when I think, I, I, I don't know if I, I was talking with Bill Burr, I will ask right away. Ask, because Bill Burr, when he shipped on Philadelphia crowd, because... Remember the, that? He turned it around. I think he's carried switch, huh? I think... I, I don't I, know. I, I, I think ask, well, you know what well, I mean? Well, Bill, Bill... Because if you, don't, if you don't know that, go see Bill Burr Philadelphia uh, show. When the Philadelphia crowd boo him, booing him all the time, and he said "fuck you," and, and it's not easy, and he shit so much on them, they switch, they, they start to laugh and enjoy it because he shit on them. Now look, first of all, Philadelphia is one of the hardest places to yes. play as an athlete, musician, or comedian. Exactly, it's one. That's one of those fucking places. Yes. yes. When I saw that thing on Bill Burr, on uh, on YouTube, uh, on yeah. YouTube, yeah. I was like, man, brilliant. Like oh, yeah, 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 the yeah. walls, like he went and go, fuck you guys. Yeah, those from Boston. <laughs> I'm taking your shit. Yeah, and I went on. So, so this is my point exactly. When did you realize who you are on stage? I think you know what? Okay, you sin for the, here's the real. Come, I'll tell you the real coming for me. The I, I know exactly what you're asking me, and I'm gonna tell you when it was. It was just for laughs, 2005. I had gone to England, and they brought me in to do the Wise Guys show. Okay. The Wise Guys. It wasn't Ethnic Heroes yet. And on the Wise Guys show, I was working in England. And I was looking at England, and it's a harder audience because I'm not British. And um, pounding and pounding and going to Newcastle, uh, Newbridge, all these places, Manchester. Working, working, working. Then they, I got the call to come and do it. And I did the Wise Guys show with Frank Smidone, Trace Esposito, John Caponera, and me. And we had to only do 12 or 13 minutes each. And I want to say it was at the, uh, what's that place on, uh, on uh, St. Catherine Street? Not the Club Soda, the other one there. On St. Catherine Street, the small theater? The, Saint, uh, the, the theater of St. Catherine? No, no, not the, the, the club, the big club there. Oh, right. I mean, uh, the uh, Maison Neuve, the... Uh, the uh, uh, I remember, I said it the other night, I can't remember it now. So not Club Soda, not Club Soda is on the corner. The one around the other side. Anyway, we were the there. Cleopatra? <coughs> Not Cleopatra, that's a strip club. <laughs> uh, you know that? <laughs> I heard. I heard. <laughs> okay, so... Um, but we were, there, we were there, and then it was like, um, it'll come to me later. And I went on, and I went to 12 minutes, and it fucking... That's... I shocked myself. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, done. I don't know what was going on, but whatever I was doing, the crowd was going fucking crazy. And it just came together, and then I got, they gave me the best of the fest, talk of the fest, and then I got 
people from LA calling. That's when it shifted for me. And you moved to LA. I went back to England, and then I got a call from Paramount. They're scouting me for a television show, and that's when I moved to LA, 06. But you always do comedy for the the the, the job of comedian. Never, you never want to be an actor. No, or well, no, actor. I did a lot of acting and commercial stuff that came with it. So I studied that also, and I and I and I've had uh, great success as an actor and, and character actor and stuff. Which it adds to your job, which is I think everybody should do. Uh, you got a good face for commercials and stuff. He's selling something Unipre or some shit like that. You know, yeah, you got to do that. But you you have a great face. Your expressions are awesome. They love expressions, especially in the advertising. So I started doing that, and then that's when I realized it. But that that was for me. All the work, work, working, 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 and then got to Montreal. And the big game, and then just started throwing fucking fastballs like Randy Johnson. And wow. I was like, Wait, and then, when he, 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 he killed a bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, wow. yeah, yeah, remember that? Boom. But, that, but, but and I think though, it just happened. Okay. Though I didn't anticipate it. So, so do you think in 2020, I, I, I need to move to LA to succeed in college? No, I, I think you need to move where you need to go. Wow. You know, I mean, because I went to England. And I wasn't going to go there, but somehow I ended up there. So I went, you know, from Ottawa to Toronto, and then from Toronto I went to London, and I stayed there for two years. And then, uh, but prior, I'd gone to Vancouver, come back, and then from London I ended up going to LA. But then I was kind of going back, and I and I was going to stay in LA for three years, and I decided, well, maybe I'll go back to England. But then I got my Showtime special, okay, uh, bigger is better, and then I got a movie role in Fred and Vinny. So two big things happened to me, and I said, okay, that's a sign, I need to stay here. So that's what, I, so I think there's no formula, okay. and there's no time clock. You, be, you believe in the flow, you believe to a flow. Yeah, and, I think, and you'll know, I think, it just happens. And I think when I did that, I was just like, shit, I'm happy to be at the festival. I started doing the shows, and I was like, what the fuck's going on here? The crowd's going. It was, you know, it was, it was all the hard work, all the hard work, The, the guy, the kid in Vancouver bumped for you. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all the... He, yeah, all the stuff. Do you do, you do a, a retrospective in your life? Are you a yeah. nostalgic guy? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, now think about it. Like now I'm with you. I'm yeah, exactly. Because he, and I mean, and, like, and now there's still more... I still think there's more to do. It, it, go there, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What is your next next objective like, now, in 2020? I mean, there, what a, you, would you like to achieve? Well, now, Because you have a great family, you're healthy, you're successful. What what do you want more? Well, want now, to... now what I want to do, I mean, with George Strombolopoulos, we have this thing called Watching the Detectives, where I play a Greek priest okay. that smokes cigars in the basement of a church and he runs a casino. <laughs> so that, 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 wow. that, that's a great role. So we're trying to get that going okay. for 2020. Okay. And C like a series, TV show? Yeah, with CBC. They've okay. given, CBC Gem Streaming is giving it a go. Okay. I think we're trying to raise the funds now wow. to make the show. And that's with George Strombo, who's a super guy. Yes. And a good friend of mine. And they did he lost his show or he go? No, what happened was, uh, the, you know, he, he did, he had the Strombolopoulos show. Which yeah, was, it was number, amazing. Number one show in so Canada what, for years. So what happened? And then he went to Hockey Night in Canada. Oh. And he had five years there and they gave him oh. two, but he got paid out for, he, he's fine. No, 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 I know. And then, but then, you know, and you then know, they you know, fired Don Cherry. 
You know what's happened? No, we don't care about money, and we never talk about money. No, no, care. no. Yes, it's, it's, it's fair, like you said, like he did two, but they pay him for five. Yeah. He doesn't care about that. He, no. he, 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 wants, he wants to work. He wants to be on TV. I know, you know yeah. what I mean? and, and George is working on a lot of stuff now, so yeah. I know he's got and some he's great coming in. Uh, did he come back? No, he's not a comedian. Never no, did no, come no, no, George more a music okay. guy, DJ. He has his own show and podcast. I've been on it. And, you know, when he had his height of his show, when I had Fred and Vinny and my tour in Canada, I was on his show. I mean, you know, he's super generous guy, very intelligent. Yeah. Very intelligent. And it's all shot. The, the city shot. Well, you just shot the pilot. Uh, we shot the pilot in Toronto. And, we, okay. and now we got the we got the green light, so we got the go-ahead. Now we're just, with the production is raising money now to shoot the... Uh, this is for you, it's the hope for 2020? Yeah, that's the one thing I got too. And there's another thing now, I'm on hold, this other television series that was, uh, they're talking about, they want me to play a role in that one. And... Uh, this guy uh, saw me and he goes, you remind me of a sheriff, you know, from the Midwest, from like, you know, from Missouri or one of those places. Because when you talk slower, you remind me of the guy who arrested me. <laughs> and it's kind of like a comedy, you know, because where, you, yeah. where you're from. Oh, he kind of mumbles his yeah, words. Oh, I go like this, he goes, you know, I'm going to go down there. <laughs> and that's how the guy talked, right? Wow. And he goes, "That's exactly how the guy talked." Wow. So you got, but you got to be. So you want to be more on television? Well, I mean, I, I look, I, I love doing stand-up live on the road. Yeah. I'm on the road a lot. Exactly. How many shows you do a year? I mean, I'm on the. My wife told me I'm on the road about 265 to 285 days of the year. It's a lot of days. No, I mean, it's are you focused with your yeah, health, and I mean, mentally? I mean, you try, you try to get it that. You know, Listen, me and when I bum, I eat. Okay? When I kill, I, I eat. eat. When I crush, I, I eat. double it. You know what I mean? So so crush. So, so this is but my you know, yeah. is, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You I don't do I don't it. smoke drug, I don't drink alcohol, I don't play poker, you know what I mean? My point is my point is uh, I need to find a balance of that because Well that's what's nice about doing other projects. Exactly. I mean, I think it's a balance, uh, Sebastian, of doing one thing and the other thing. And I've been lucky. I did a lot of, when I lived in Canada, I did a lot of commercial work and a lot of films. A lot of my films, like Harold and Kumar, and these are still showing them. Yeah, and me, me when I said that, I, I do a lot of show, but you, you do a lot of show, but you travel and it's, it's, it's tough, man. Yeah, it's a lot of travel. Are you, are you going to travel uh, less in 2020? I don't think so. No? Maybe more. I found out now I'm going to Australia, New Zealand, and wow. England, Greece. So people call you? Yeah, different oh, you have festivals. a booker? Yeah, I have a booker, different people. And in festivals, I've, I've got a following in Australia and in England, and now in Greece and the Middle East, you know, I still come to Canada a lot and the U.S. It, it's, it's fun to see how you still passionate, man. I, I try. Now, but I will say this honestly, there are times where... I find it tough being on the road alone. Yeah. Because you're so just you alone. A, why, why you don't bring it first act? I could, uh, so, well, it depends on what it is. I try to, but it's also budget, right, and visa. So if you go to certain countries, oh, they yeah. want you to use guys that are there, or women. Yeah. Women or men that are there to give them an opportunity. Yeah. So, uh, but once you get to a bigger status, then you can bring whoever you want. Yeah. 
So if I ever get to the status where I'm a private jet, I can ask you to come and say, Sebastian, you want to come with me to... You're drunk, you don't think about it. You're right, I'm drunk, but I do, but I will say this, I'm gonna, we're going to figure out where we're going to do our Canada show, I yeah. am, okay. and I do mean it, I want you to come and do the show. And we're going to do a podcast there. And we'll do a podcast in With LA. All the, all the crew and, and the bring show. all the comics there. Yeah, they love to talk. Man. And that. this is why I do it. This podcast can be everywhere. It's why you I bring build it, it like that. Yeah. You know? You bring it. Bring Behind it the scene, during the show, like you come, you arrive and say, oh, what's your show? Yeah. You know? And we talk about that. And, and next, next, next. I say, oh, can you host? It's yeah. my turn. You yeah. know? But I want you to come and do it this year. Man. That'd be great. And then we're going to do, I'll, I'll let you know what the details are. Yeah. It's still. Yeah. You know, uh, tomorrow is the new year, so. Man, just to be, just know you're gonna be here, okay? I was pumped, man. Now, happy. we did it. We did it. And I, I was pumped. And now, I'm gonna be in LA, maybe at the store or the La Factory. We'll see where it's gonna the, be. The, 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 and I'm gonna do another podcast, man. Bring it, man. and then we, and then you'll have all the guys there. And, and you can bring it, and you can come in an hour Let's early. See. And keep a podcast. Saint Sermon, Saint Sermon, Sir Saint Sermon. How is Saint Sermon? Saint Sermon. You know, Sir. You don't have to explain when I don't I'm have. Glad, to, glad you're drinking. No, I mean, not normally it's supposed to know because when I'm drunk, I see. I don't think I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm so excited. It's people. They said the the, the, the words now because they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm not, not on the but I thank Messi. No, thank you, buddy. Merci. Merci. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. I love you, buddy. Like you, buddy. Happy New Year. Let's go. Happy New bring, Year too. Bring your families. They were waiting They're there. Waiting. They're waiting. Hey, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, guys. I told you, man. When you, you put your it. mind to it, anything it's possible. And this guy is, sees the proof, man. That's it, buddy. Let's go, Messi. Let's go. Woo. Woo. Happy New Year. Yes. <laughs>